Listeners, hello. It's been a while. We're not going to explain. We are going to apologize. Oops, sorry. Um, Yeah, we're back. Now we're talking about Doug again. Unfortunately. Yeah. Congratulations, I guess. I don't know. How how should we feel about this, Jillian? How do we feel about our return to Doug? Yeah. Apologetic. Yeah, apologetic. For our absence and for our return. Yes, both. (laughs) Equally. Yeah. Equal and opposite. What can I say? Yep. Um, I spent five days in Colorado, and then on a Tuesday, I got very, very drunk. So that hey. was my that was my experience these past couple weeks. You know me. I love getting very, very drunk on a Tuesday. Um, I got vomit all over my shoes. Not mine. Not my vomit. Somebody else's. Oh. I thought you were going to say not not your shoes. And I was like, well, hang on. No, no they are my shoes. Just your shoes, not your bottom. Mm, okay. The on, the, uh, yeah, I was say, on the quadrant of that <laughs> thing. I think that's definitely the bottom of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of in what he called the splash zone. Ooh. So. Yeah, like that. Um, <laughs> you can't have whimsical names for your vomiting, I think. No. Uh, that's, that's not, you shouldn't be doing that. Oh, God. Yeah. No, you can't have the same name as, like, the SeaWorld's Orca <laughs> display. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to shoot myself in the head and go, like, all right, guys, here comes Shamu. Uh, I'm, just... <laughs> I'm not sure what the one-to-one is there. I guess, no, we won't get into it. Um, I've had two $6 margaritas today, poured by a very heavy hand, so I am feeling oh, fantastic. There we go. I have not, because I have been driving all day, so unfortunately, mm. I... uh. No, no drinking for me. Um, Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Hey, I think so, personally. Um, no, it's been a, it's been a sober couple of weeks for me, oh. both in terms of attitude and literal sobriety. Um, Mine has not in both ways. You know, equal and opposite in all things. Like I said, it's good that we keep this balance going. You know, maintain things. Yeah. It's always I rough. Think- we have to be equal and opposites of each other or else if we're on the same side of the spectrum, the seesaw just doesn't work. I was going to say, like, I mean, it's always here's look, the episodes are always fun. But whenever we're on the exact same page, vibes wise, it's a bad sign for both of us. I think It is. It's um, not good. Great content, though, man. Great content. Um, fantastic content. Terrible for our personal lives. Yeah. Except for that, like, month where we were both just doing well. That was maybe not great content, but, you know. Good but for was us, fantastic for us. It was fantastic, yeah. And this is what I'm saying, listeners, is sometimes we're doing well, and so we don't record. Other times we're doing very poorly, and so we don't record. And we're just going to let you figure out at home which one is, which one's been going on lately. Who, Maybe they were different for each of us, who's to say? Maybe they were different for each of us. Maybe it varied from day to day. Um, Maybe it did. Maybe it did. Also, I'm back at the grocery store, so take from that what you will. Oh, um, no. Yeah, it's been well. Hey, actually, it's been great because I'm not in management anymore. I went to anymore. the restaurant I used to work at today because oh. my roommate still works there. What a time! The person who vomited all over my shoes also works there, and he was a little bit uncomfortable with the whole situation and couldn't make eye contact with me. Yeah, it's definitely. Hmm, that's there's a lot going. On. So was that pre or post vomiting? Post. Okay, I see. He vomited on my shoes on Tuesday, and then tonight he couldn't make eye contact with me. Okay, I got you. Well, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Probably I mean, for the best to have a little bit of shame about that, I think. 
I think only so. healthy. I think so. Going to house parties is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I um, can't say I've ever done that, but probably just because I I felt I the recipe home, for disaster. Smoked a couple cigarettes, passed out in my bed. Oh, what a fantastic evening. It was honestly fantastic, but would I do it again? Probably. And then me and my friend who's staying over here, we were like, I don't think we're drinkers anymore. Like, I don't <laughs> think we should drink anymore. And then we went out tonight and both got two $6 margaritas. And we were both like, maybe we lied. Maybe we were lying through our teeth. Oh, see, that's how I feel anytime I drink. I'm like, well, I definitely shouldn't be drinking. I have one. I'm like, or maybe I should never stop. Again. Maybe I should never um, stop this ever. And this is my life now. Yeah, no, I, I've joked before, you know, like the uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous thing where they um they make you go around and like apologize to everybody that you've wronged as an alcoholic. I've always laughed at the idea of walking around and going like, yeah, I'm sorry for being too cool and fun all the time. And for sorry feeling for amazing. Yeah, I'm sorry for feeling joy in my life back when I was an addict. I'm sorry about that. But I promise I won't be doing that anymore. Now that I'm not drinking, you will never see me smile again. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, all that harm that I have undone by being happy and myself, not going to happen again. Don't not worry. Not going to happen. I will keep that locked away. Throw yeah. away the key. Like, Matt, it doesn't sound like you're feeling happy about this. I'm like, I'm not. This is a terrible prison, but court mandated. So, you know. <laughs> court mandated. Okay. This or losing my license. I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Going to a concert tomorrow. That'll be fun. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What's the concert? Leanna Firestone. I went oh, to a concert fine. last week, too, so I'm just really... I'm to an Einstein Kills concert. Ooh, okay. I haven't been going to any concerts. I have been seeing movies in theaters, which has been Ooh. fun. Did you see any today on the No. 18th? Unfortunately, no. Um, mm. I, I did... I've seen three movies in the last two weeks, though, which is a lot more movies than I usually go see. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, I saw Past Lives, which was actually really good. Liked that one a lot. Um, and, uh, then I saw a movie that I did not like nearly as much, which is to say the new Indiana Jones movie, which, yeah, I went because Nick was back in town and he wanted to go see it because he knew it was going to be bad and he wanted me along to witness it. Um, <laughs> your friends love to torture you just a little bit. Yeah, I did. Uh, that was the one exception to my this week being very sober is immediately after that, I staggered over to another friend's house and then just angrily recounted the movie to her. Um, so I did become the nostalgia critic for a little bit. Um, That's good. That's good. We, this friend also listens you live to the long podcast. enough to see yourself become the nostalgia critic. Yeah, I mean, that's the terrible thing. You gaze long enough into the critic. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, no, this friend also listens to the podcast and has been yelling at me about the lack of uploads. So hi. Um, hope you're enjoying this. Uh, but, sorry about it. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, it, it was very bad. It was a bad movie. Um, uh I saw the lead singer of Falling in Reverse rip his pants open on stage. That was that was pretty fun. Was it like tearaway pants or like bending over no. a pair that's too small? Like he had like this jumpsuit on and like zippers down the back, so it was like a quick change situation. Okay, and I the got zippers you. down the back both gave out. So his boxers yeah, were just kinda like out. That mm, yeah, that's a bummer. See, I feel yeah. maybe it's just that I've seen so many things like that happen that I'm paranoid about it, but I feel like if I ever had like a quick change sort of thing going like that, I would just have the other outfit on underneath, you know, yeah. to prevent that. Uh, yeah. How did he, how did he play it off? Did he, he was like, well, I feel or? like I've made it. I'm like Madonna. We're like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. 
props to, props to him. He rolled with that well then. Um, I don't remember who else played. It was Under Oath and uh, I don't remember. Okay. Catch Your Breath, maybe? Something. I don't know. These all just feel like they would be on tour together. Yeah. So I guess we can't really. I can't go like, well, that sounds wrong. Einstein uh, Kills stole the show because they do like fun horror sequences between their songs. Oh, yeah. So like just, they have like a girl like rip her face off between their songs. And you're just like, wow. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Absolutely. Down for that. We need more I was also I think, down for that. shows in between songs. Personally. Yes. Um, I, I greatly. They had a whole song dedicated to the evil dead. Where he had like a chainsaw oh. in his hand, and like oh. a girl came out with like the deadite makeup. Man, that's great. Man, it was great. Love that. Loved that too. Good I got terrible altitude sickness because my boyfriend was like, "Let's go visit my old town that I used to live in, and it's the <laughs> highest altitude city in North America." <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to kill him so bad, but I yeah. didn't. I did not. That it, how was he doing? Was he? He was anyhow, fine. He was completely immune. He'd been in. He was like, let's go to the skate park, and I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> Please do not make me go to the skate park. And we went to the skate park, but that's fine. Well, yeah, you know, sometimes you just gotta accept these sorts of things as they come. Yeah. Um. You gotta roll with the punches. Gotta roll with the punches. I'm trying to think about. I'm trying to figure out if I've done anything else interesting lately. I don't know. It's been. Oh, the last movie I saw was the new Mission Impossible, which fucking rules as a side note. Really? Yeah, Mission Impossible movies continue to be incredible. They're great. I love them all. All of them? Every single one. I don't think there's a bad Mission Impossible movie. I'm putting my foot down on this matter. Okay. I think that there are some that are better than others, but I love them all equally. But all of them are good. They're all good. I'll go so far as to say that they're all great. Oh, wow. Yeah. No one can do it like Ethan Hunt. I don't know, man. Sometimes you just need the IMF to come in. It's the exact same as how I feel about <laughs> Top Gun. Where I'm like, I really should not love these movies as much as I do. Uh, it's the Republican so I, parts of you. Exactly. I think it's Mission Impossible. Out. I think it's Mission Impossible 4. I don't remember which one. It was one of them where like the central conflict is literally like the CIA is too careful and gets angry at the IMF for their reckless behavior. And I'm like, this is the most evil moral I've ever seen. But man, I just... But goddamn, is it entertaining? But goddamn, it's so entertaining. Yeah, it's the same as in the new Indiana Jones movie. Spoilers for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Never even uh, heard, never knew this was coming out. Yeah, I you know yeah, the Q movie. Um, uh, what's it called? Sound of Freedom. Yeah. It's opening weekend. It only made a million dollars. Uh, it was only a million dollars short of surpassing the Dial of Destiny at the box office, which is not good for one of the most recognizable IPs. People on Ever. TikTok are convinced that, like, movie theaters are trying to sabotage that movie. Hilarious. Yeah, which is, it's so awesome, right? Because, I mean, look, I have a lot of thoughts about Operation Underground Railroad. He's a Utah-specific Mormon guy. I've He's been on my radar for a while now. But here's the thing, guys. Look, as a pro to the child sex trafficking conspiracy theory game, I've been in this for a while. They don't show the movie if they want to suppress it. It's not that they show no. the movie and then turn the AC up slightly too strong. The they movie doesn't get shown. They don't leave the lights on and show the movie. Yeah. That's, no. That's just, if, do you know anyone who has ever worked at a movie? They're theater? high. They're just stoned. They're not the deep state. It's no. okay. Um, just stoned, not the deep state. My new stoned, slogan. Not the deep state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, inside of you are two wolves. One of them is the deep state. One of them is stoned. Um, I think it makes sense. Yeah, which one will win? 
Uh, well, depends. <laughs> depends on, on the day. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so it's it's hasn't been doing well, in part because it is very bad. Mm. Uh, I recently saw there was a deal that I got in a YouTube ad. Apparently, if you spend thirty dollars or more at Applebee's, you can get a free ticket to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, I'm gonna get blitzed at Applebee's and then go see Indiana Jones and the yeah. Dial of Destiny. But also rough sign for the state of the franchise if like two weeks after that its is opening sad. That yeah. is sad. two weeks after its opening weekend they're giving away tickets to it i don't know if you ever gotten drunk at an applebee's but it is the best vibe i don't think i think i ate at applebee's once and um let me tell you don't eat there yeah i was gonna say drinking there their drinks the you recommend it it's so cheap and at least at the one here there's like a digital jukebox so you pay like 15 cents and get to play oh. a song. Oh. So the vibes there are immaculate. Yeah, that. And then you order actually. like the triple appetizer situation whenever you're like three drinks deep. Yep. And those wings aren't good. But when you're three drinks deep at Applebee's. You don't care anymore. You do not care. It's just something to steady the ship slightly. When I am yeah. three whiskey sours the size of my <laughs> face deep, I no longer give a shit if the wings are good. And you know what? That's the ideal way to consume food, I think. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Maybe you should go get drunk and then watch Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, yes. It's, man, it's really bad. There are a lot of things about it that I'm still getting angry thinking about. I don't even like Indiana Jones that much. My I dad think, loved it. So, like, growing up, there were, like, movies, like, family movies. Yeah. Well, that's Except thing, for right? Crystal School, obviously. Except for Crystal School, obviously. My dad's a man of yeah. uh, taste. I think that there are... Two good movies of the yeah. five Indiana Jones movies that have been made. You're right. One and admittedly, two. yeah, uh, w- one in three. Sorry. One in three. I, I'm not a Temple two. of Doom guy myself. Mm, um, okay, okay. But and admittedly, the movies that are good, I think are like all the first three are just very solidly yes. made, right? Like very well directed, very well They're done. They're fun. They're fun. They're it's hard to have a bad time watching those a movies. A romp, They're if a romp. you will. Yeah. But, like, I'm not even, like, going into this in, like, the uh, the same way that, like, you have people going, like, oh, The, the Last Jedi raped my childhood. Wasn't it, as a side note, isn't it crazy that that's just how people talked on the internet? During, that is like, crazy that, how people talked on the internet. I was just thinking about that again a couple of days ago because I, like, for some reason a bunch of, like, old YouTube video essays have been recommended to me. Uh, and they're all, like, people responding to The Last Jedi backlash. And I think I just miss back when times were so simple. Because uh, I've been watching so all of them. Where they were like, they ruined hyperspeed. And you're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. And this is like videos of people like trying to defend The Last Jedi from those people. Oh, fuck um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell it's just, yes. It's awesome. I'm so lost in the sauce by this point. I don't even remember how I got to this point. But like. It doesn't matter. You're yeah. there. It's like literally like, you know, the meme where it's like, wow, that was one big fall you took there. What are you talking about? Colleen Barringer? Wow. I don't know what you mean. We need to go talk about The Last Jedi on the internet. It's 2018. I'm like, wow, at long last. But anyway, like, um, we were at uh, my friend's mom's house uh, yesterday, and one of our friends hadn't heard the apology song. So one of my friends started playing it on her phone, and her mom goes, Who is that? She has a really good voice for an amateur. And we're like, Oh, "Oh, it's a pedophile. And she's like, Oh, oh. It's like my classic bit of entrapping my brother into saying that he likes Charles Manson songs. Sometimes yep. it is fun to just get someone to go, oh, that's a decent voice. Uh, oh, I do remember what I was saying. I don't. I'm, point was, I don't even like the. I don't even like Indiana Jones that much. 
So it's right. not like there's any emotions tied up with me hating how bad this movie is. It was just, not I felt bad. like I was dying the whole time. Was it Nick just said, not entertaining? No, I didn't. I was not entertained by it at all. Like the first scene, the first scene is like back in the 40s. So Indiana Jones is fighting Nazis. He's like on a train. And that was reasonably entertaining um, in part because I was just trying to come in with a good heart. Because I was like, I know I'm not going to like this movie. Let's give it a fair shot. Uh, it is like creepy CGI younger Indiana Jones, which I did not I like. I hate the de-aging yeah. shit. Yeah, they're very eerie. There's uh, there's one scene later on that I the, the girl from Fleabag, I don't remember her name. She's like Indy's no precocious new sidekick. Fleabag, side note, great show. Uh, she like plays his sidekick, uh, and she's she's a very charismatic actress. But she's just given such a bad script to work with. She's really, but there were a few points that I liked. There's one scene. She has a fiance who has a scimitar and is simultaneously trying to cut her head off and get her to like come back to him because she left him at the altar. Hell and yeah. That guy is awesome. Love him. In every scene he's in, he's like driving after them in a car, sticking his head out the window, screaming and waving his sword around like, please come back to me. He rules. Um, I love him. He's also only in for one scene. So that was that was a fun scene. Hmm. There's another scene where a character. Hang on. You might know this. Is there. Maybe this is a Temple of Doom thing. and I'm just forgetting it. Is there a, a diver like a Spanish diver? Is that a character in this in, in any of the movies? Not that I can think of. Yeah, it's a he's a diver. He speaks with a Spanish accent. Maybe this is a Crystal Skull guy because when he's introduced, it has like the classic like there's a pause so the audience can applaud or do whatever. He's oh my like, god! Like clearly he's like a nostalgic character. That's especially funny if it's like a Crystal Skull guy. Yeah, exactly. They're like hold for applause. It's Shia LaBeouf. And Shia like, LaBeouf. It is revealed died in Vietnam off screen. <laughs> <laughs> We learned that in a news headline. There's a news headline. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, India's been framed for murder because it's the 70s. And they're like, he's been increasingly unstable ever since his son died in Vietnam and his wife left him. And you're like, what, what, my boy, what are you doing to my like boy? The first he scene of Paul Blart, too. Like, he yeah. needs to do all that to him. Yeah, it's just insane. Uh, so, yeah, Shia LaBeouf it, has been killed. But anyway, this Spanish diver guy is gunned down like 15 minutes into the movie. Well, into his time in the movie. Right. Uh, and then they escape, and the girl from Fleabag is, like, celebrating as they're escaping. She's like, woo, we made it out. What a fun adventure. And the only time I laughed in the theater was Indy looking at her and completely straight-faced going, my best friend was just murdered. Uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> I really liked that. That feels like a demo real bit. I know. It's so jarring. Like, it's this – it comes completely out of left field. Like, it, he dies, very sad. Then wacky adventure hijinks ensue. And then, like, five minutes later, Indy looks at you through this character and goes, like, what is wrong with you? Why are you enjoying yourself? Death is all around me. I am aging. In the my final scene. My son died in Vietnam. My son died in Vietnam. Be my best friend was gunned down by a Nazi. Because for some we reason, we're fighting Nazis friend. still. Famous Indiana Jones best friend. Spanish diver. Yeah. Spanish diver guy. Um, It's just, in the last scene of the movie, he begs another character to let him die on the beach like he's pleading he's like please i just want to die here i have nothing left uh, and then she knocks him out and takes him to a hospital and he wakes up in does he wake up upset he just sort of like he seems to accept it as he wakes up but i would have been personally upset because okay yeah might just this podcast we might briefly we're gonna go into dial of destiny talk here because that's okay 
I want to explain why he's trying to die on this beach. Why is he trying to die? There's time travel. We got time travel in this movie. Of course. Because you know what adds to every franchise? Time travel. You know what never fucks up anything in a franchise? Time travel. Time travel, travel, of course. Naturally. So everyone's favorite Harry Potter movie, time travel. Unfortunately, that is, I think, actually the best Harry Potter movie. Um, Interesting. I know that's a hot take. Fascinating choice. I just like the direction. The plot is fine, but I know that is an incredibly lame thing to say about any Harry Potter movie. Is I just like the director's style. <laughs> uh, but um, I just think he's good. Uh, anyway. The villain, Mads Mikkelsen. Side note, love Mads Mikkelsen. He's great. Love there's so many, There's so many actors I love in this movie, and none of them are used well. Uh, but Mads Mikkelsen plays a Nazi uh, who, as a side note, in the flashback scene in the 40s, gets, like, just clobbered in the face with a steel beam. He's on top of the train. Fuck yeah. The train's Hell moving yeah. at least 80 miles an hour, slammed in the face. He shows up 30 years later, not even, like, a scar. I think, fi- like, he should be killed by all accounts. That should have killed him instantly. But I was like, okay, whatever. It's Mads Mikkelsen. Obviously, he's coming back. There's just sort of no way that he won't. But I figured I mean, he, he's a Nazi general. Like, give him like a creepy, cool scar, right? Like he can yeah, have an eye patch. Yeah, like, like over the eye situation. Yeah. Nazi villains love to have scars. Like they love just, them. And you know what? I'll say it. They suit them well. Uh, Wonder Woman did it, right? Wonder Woman did it. That's like the whole plot. Countless other movies, I'm sure, have done it. I just can't think of any right now, but yeah. No. Creepy German dude, give him a scar, and I'll go, that Hell guy's yeah. face looks right. Mads Mikkelsen, yep. even as an old guy, I think is just a little too handsome for me to, like, really buy him, him as a cold-blooded Nazi. They, like, tried to make his hair look bad, but I don't know. Anyway. They always try and make their hair look bad when they're playing Nazis. Yeah, which, understandable. Like, that's, yeah. like, I get it, but, like, that's the one thing you can do. Like, I feel like you can do a little more. Well, but yeah, that's the problem is like their uniform. Like tussle up their hair a little bit. Yeah, you know, look, we've we've all acknowledged it, right? The uniforms, unfortunately, are pretty tight. Um, and so I guess they're like, well, obviously, we can't do anything about that. Unfortunately, the uniforms are also most of them, so just ah, just yeah, mess up their so hair a little bit. Yeah, so just put a bowl cut on them. Yeah, make his hair look slightly thin. Uh, but make him look silly. Make him look a little goofy, just a, just a little silly. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he goes after the Dial of Destiny, which is this clock made by Archimedes himself. Um, Archimedes, I think that's the guy, the Greek one. I think it's yeah, Archimedes. That, that sounds, sounds right. right. I'm. I just feel like I'm dying. This is every time I think about this movie, it's like a half-remembered dream. Uh, but it, the clock predicts, and this is in Mads Mikkelsen's words. I will never forget this phrase: fissures in time. Which he just says casually, and then he keeps going. What so does clock, that mean? Apparently, there are holes in the fabric of space and time that just show up. Now, this creates some problems for us, because, you know, it means that that's just been happening for all of human history, and no one has ever bothered to write it down. And uh, Archimedes, Archimedes, I guess, is the only one who knew like, about it. I know about this, but I'm not going to write it in any of my words. Never. Yeah. I'm just going to make this clock that predicts them perfectly. Um, also, it's like four years. I don't want to get caught up in this, in the details. There's no way that thing can predict fissures in time. But even setting all that aside, I also just think 
you know, like, in the first Indiana Jones movies, how the the artifacts were things that were, like, understood to be... And, like, cool. And cool. And uh, also... Real. In, and real. Yeah. Or, like, you know, and in the case of, like, things like the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail, like, actual things associated with Jewish like, culture, quite notably. people know about. Yeah. And so there's, like, a reason that the Nazis are chasing after them. And also uh-huh. it's, like, cathartic when the Ark of the Covenant embodies like you know jewish vengeance and destroys, and destroys the every Nazis. nazi yeah and you go hell yeah dude that was awesome so no such luck for the dial of destiny it's just a thing that's hanging out also again it by all accounts predicts these fissures but does not create them so it's often so it's convenient. useless yeah well you'd think that wouldn't you but the nazi he plans to go back to germany 1943 because he watched hitler make all those mistakes and he's like It'll go different when I'm in charge. He literally does the thing that everybody loves to do. I'm guilty of this too. You know, you watch like a History Channel documentary about the Civil War and you're like, man, dude, if I was there, Nathan Bedford Forrest would have been killed in a day. I would have figured <laughs> it out, right? Like you love to, you love to, like I said, we all love to do this, but he's convinced that he could lead the Third Reich to victory. So he, the day that he assembles the, uh, the, the Dial of Destiny, there just happens to be a fissure like five miles out leading him back to Germany in, in 1943. Um, crazy. It's crazy luck. Wild how that happens. What a lucky guy. Yeah. Because like I said, the dial doesn't create these fissures. At least I don't think so. Anyway, while they're up there, Indiana Jones gets shot through the chest uh, and he's just sort of fine. Like he's like walking around and talking still. Uh, earlier in the movie, a character is. had been shot in the stomach and she died instantly. And I think the movie just got those two things mixed up. You don't, yep. a gut shot will not kill you instantly. You're not going to have a good a time. A shot might. Yeah, getting shot through the heart and lungs might, though. I feel like that's. That, that's but, a good chance there. You know, it's fine. It's whatever. Anyway, but Indiana Jones is like, you guys, Archimedes didn't know about continental drift, you fools. You have no idea where you're going because the continents have drifted. Um, yeah, so much the continents have drifted in yeah. that time period. Famously, you know, continental drift happens very fast. Yeah, but you know what? Cute concept. Whatever. I'll give it to them. They fly through the fissure. No continental drift. They're exactly where they were before they flew in the fissure, but they are now at the uh, they're at the siege of Syracuse or whatever, like where Archimedes was when the Roman Empire invaded the Greeks. Um, another side note: the Romans are portrayed as like Nazi-esque barbarians, which is very funny considering that the fact is you know hilarious actually. Yeah. I'm not here to defend the Romans too much, but also, like, they were, they did bring the concept of a republic to this island. Like, it was ruled by a tyrant right before that, and then they showed up. They did what we said we did in Iraq. But anyway, uh, and then, so, you know, the, uh, the Greek and Roman soldiers use, like, a ballista to shoot down the German plane, uh, also, there's, like, Nazis leaning out of it, shooting machine guns the whole time, which mm-hmm. presumably would cause some problems in the timeline. And Presumably, if a Roman saw a machine gun, their head would explode into a million pieces. Yeah. And also, you know, if a Roman who was supposed to, I don't know, maybe win the siege of Syracuse got shot through the skull with a machine gun, that might do something, you know? That might change some things. And I hate being too pedantic about time travel stuff. So just remember that. I don't like pointing these things out, but there's a reason that I am. 
Uh, so anyway, they they land because the plane gets shot down with a ballista. Uh, a Roman soldier shows up, almost kills them before he's shot by guess who? Archimedes. Archimedes rolls up. Oh, hell yeah. He, and Indiana Jones and the girl from Fleabag are all speaking in perfect ancient Greek. Uh, they're just like talking to each other. This hurts and, me. Yeah. And this is the scene where Indiana Jones is like, please let me die here. I am among history. And at this point, the girl from Fleabag goes, no, that would mess up the timeline. That would cause issues with time. Yeah, if you, that would mess up Indiana the Indiana Jones died on this beach. It's like, I, you just crashed a plane. You destroyed like hundreds of feet of city. It's, I'm sorry, the timeline is over. Anyway, so that's the Dial of Destiny. I, there are I'm also some, by this now. Yeah, there are also some needlessly brutal death scenes. Like they have like, you know, the precocious child pickpocket character. Um, oh, and then and, he fucking dies. Very well, Le no, esque But he murders someone. It's insane. So he he's captured by the Nazis, because of course he is. At one point, he tries to run away. So then they handcuff him to this huge guy. This guy, as a side note, he's a big guy. Uh, Nick and I have taken to calling him the Incredible Bulk just because of his sheer size. In one scene, he kills a man. Yeah, in one scene, he kills a man by picking him up and throwing him into the ceiling, shattering his spine. Jesus That's Christ. like what this guy is. Giving Bane. Yeah, it's he's very Bane-esque. Um, he's Bane-coded. Bane anyway, yeah. so they handcuff the child to this guy. And then, for some reason, they give the guy the key to the handcuffs. He's, he's given, so he places them in his pocket. And you go, wow, I sure hope this pickpocket doesn't, I don't know, pick pickpocket. my pocket. Later on, they're crossing a thin, rickety rope bridge over a fast-moving river. The big guy, oh, he's so big, he falls through, taking the child with him because, you know, they're handcuffed. The kid, who has, of course, picked his pocket, unhandcuffs himself. Then they come to, like, a thin metal grate underneath the river, uh, and there's a little hole for it just big enough for the kid. So he takes off his handcuff and then handcuffs the big guy to the grate. Drowning him. Drowning him. And the last thing we see of that guy is him screaming for air as he presumably dies an agonizing death over the course of several minutes. And the heroic Indiana Jones theme song plays and the kid swims away. And like, aside from the fact that that's insanely brutal and cold-blooded of that child to do, I also was like, this guy's so big, he could probably break this very rusty gate. So I was assuming that he would like, you know, show up like a mini boss later on in the show. Like he'd emerge from the river, right, as they're leaving. No, he just died. He drowned in the river. He perished. He met his death at the hands of this child who drowned him. This movie is insane. I felt like I was dying the whole time. Yeah, um, I get that. Anyway. All right, now that we've talked a lot about this movie that only one of us has seen. I'm no, sure that's that was good. I am totally listeners. fine with that. I, I just, it was just, man, you know, it wasn't like that. Mission Impossible 6, great movie. Highly recommend seeing it, everybody. Um, if you like Mission Impossible, you're going to love this one. If you don't, you're wrong. Go see it. Uh, and that's my take. Anyway, let's talk about demo reel. Something that was less upsettingly bad, I'm sure. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, hold on. Oh, no. This was demo reel episode, what is it, three, four? I think three, but I am unsure. Four. It's four. Four. This is Lost in Translation, Bromance Version, part one. As uh, Mathen Cox says in the comments, even without seeing Lost in 
translation. I can tell that this is a really clever setup. That is, I, I'm so glad you read that comment because I wanted to talk about it too. <laughs> I love this guy's confidence. He's so cool. He's going like, so admittedly, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how well this compares. But I can tell this is genius. This is brilliant. Like, this is fucking brilliant. Just genius, pure genius. Maybe it was too narrow to reach the wider audience, but I have to say it again. Genius. I also love this one because it carries with it the implication that Lost in (laughs) Translation, a fairly well-known film, was just like too erudite of a reference for the nostalgia critics audience. And like, maybe it was, but it's not because the reference is too narrow. It's because it's a a rom-com from 2003. Like, why would his audience have seen this? Yeah. Anyway, it's lost in translation, folks. Doug, sorry, not Doug, Donnie. Donnie Dupre. I'm out of practice, guys. He's not Doug. He's not Doug. He's such a distinct character. There's not scenes that are very clearly just Doug improvising with people at an anime convention. That would be foolish. That would be foolish. How dare you insinuate such a thing? He's sinking into a malaise. The the episodes are still getting meta. So much of this show is about Doug being mad at people for not liking the show. Um, yep. It starts with a, a James Bond parody of some sort. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to them talking again. We're like, but we don't, the people don't get it. Why are we making fun of the movies that we're parodying? Um, the people just don't understand our genius. Yeah, they're just, they're so foolish. It's so confusing. Also, side note about the James Bond thing. Every time he shoots someone, they don't just fall over. Like the, like the person is digitally moved down very quickly, which is, why did you do that, <laughs> Doug? On, what? Yeah, it's so like it's like they're they're green screened in and they just like their little like file gets yanked to the ground when they're shot. And it, oh my god. What? That looks terrible. The, it looks so bad. But also, Doug, you can just fall over. Like it's Doug, what, that isn't like a stunt. What about the experience was improved by this? And I thought maybe this is supposed to be like another meta thing, like, oh demo reel is so bad. So I went back and I looked. No, this happens in the nostalgia critic too. I don't I don't know if he's just, like, afraid of falling over and hitting his head or something, but, like... Put a mattress down. Put a mattress down. You're dubbing in obnoxious people hitting the ground sound effects anyway. Why does this matter? Anyway, we get another message. You can just, like, crouch down below the camera scene. Yeah. Just, like, move reasonably quickly, and we'll just... Our brains will fill in the rest, because we understand that when a person gets shot, they fall over. It's okay. Ugh. There's just so much going on. We get another message from Swag, the Swedish Actors Guild. Um, as someone in the comments says, does that mean secretly we are gay? <laughs> <laughs> yep, you nailed it. You cracked the code. But I got it. Don't worry. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, yeah, so we get another message from secretly we are gay. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, Jesus Christ. Some powerful minds at work in these comments, uh, in which they deliver more exposition. A lot of them. There's only 36 comments. Yeah, but oh boy, all of them are gold. Um, bromance, huh? It's guy love between two guys. Um, got it. Killed it. Got it. Got it. I was like a guy commenting, okay, 10 bucks. That was Doug's real wife on the phone. Um, yeah, probably. Oh, no, it's not actually. It was, um, wait, what? That can't be right. What? Uh, it says, 
Mara Wilson, like the girl who played Matilda, played his wife. There's Apparently no this is revealed in the credits. Do they do credits at the end of this scene? I, I Hang on. I refuse to believe this. They do credits at the end of the wife, yeah, Mara on. Wilson. Oh, my God. Okay. What is she doing here? Why was Mara Wilson involved with this project? I don't okay. know, but it says wife, Mara Wilson. Yeah. So this... Okay, this mystery goes deeper than I thought, apparently. Um, and what do, what do we make of this fact? That Mara I don't Wilson, know. I know that she was friends with Lindsay Ellis, because one of the things that Lindsay Ellis got canceled for was being biphobic to Mara Wilson, which is still so awesome. Uh, and that her justification for it was like, well, she didn't act like my other bisexual friends, so I thought she was faking it. Just... Incredible and unforced error on Lindsay's part. You didn't need to admit that that's why you did it. But, okay, anyway, moving on. We then know, get... Now she's just tweeting about the actor's strike. I can't find anything. Yeah, Mara Wilson's fairly annoying on Twitter in general. Um, the actor's strike, at least, I agree with her on. I'm sure that I was she... like, are you calling the actor's strike annoying? No, I was just saying, like, you're not going to find much of use on her Twitter. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that she's being annoying about the actor's strike, to be clear. But also, I do agree with her. The actors should be on strike, and I'm glad that they and the writers are. Yes, it's a good thing. Uh, that's a good thing, uh, but Mara Wilson is not. I, I want to make my position very clear. Now that, we, now that we've cleared that up. Actors and writers strike, good. Mara Wilson, less good. Yeah, solidarity with actors and writers as a concept. Individual actors and writers, I may have a bit more beef with, but... It's okay. That's fine. That doesn't know? mean they shouldn't be getting paid. Doesn't mean they shouldn't be getting paid. They should be getting paid. Um, unless. 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 What was that? Anyway, I didn't do any visual bits there. Don't worry, everybody. Uh, I would never do something like that on a podcast. Then we get, yeah, we just get like a remake of Lost in Translation. Doug meets Uncle Yo. Um, yeah. Did you do any research into this guy? Um, no, I'm right, looking it, up the head of swag who his actor is. Oh, yeah, let's let's see what you got there. Because um, I've done some research into this Uncle Yo character that Doug meets and falls in love with. Um, oh, also, there's like a genuinely fairly upsetting scene in which Tacoma is like stalked down the street by yeah, a sedan. What the fuck was that? Yeah, that was like I I didn't like that at all. It's like supposed to be like silly and funny because like every time he like turns around the van like stops quickly um it's not silly and or funny it's not silly and or funny at all yeah i i don't know if doug just wasn't aware of like the upsetting connotations that a black man specifically being followed through a suburban neighborhood and stalked by a van had but um bad vibes didn't like that bad 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 also incredible just another instance of what if Batman met Mario? Do you remember what it is that Tacoma says when the van about the van that's say? stalking him? What does he, he say? says? What is this? A boo ghost from Mario Brothers? <laughs> I guess because the van is stopping when he looks at it. What is this? A boo ghost? Yeah. Who yeah. says a boo so, ghost? A, yeah. Just so say a insane ghost reference or a to make contextually. Yeah, but yeah, also going, what is this Abu ghost from Mario Brothers? Ascend is that no human being has said ever up until this point. What is Everything this green Luigi from Mario Brothers? <laughs> what is this Mario's brother Luigi from Mario Brothers? Yeah, oh, come on, guys. What is this, a piranha plant, the plant from Mario Brothers? 
as I say, looking at a Venus flytrap. Um, <laughs> just it, so everything about that scene is insane. Uh, and then, yeah, we get some prolonged scenes of Doug doing crowd work at an anime convention. Yep. Um, you know, he's like leading people in song. He's like interacting with people. I wonder how many of the people just like walking around in the crowd knew that they were being recorded. Um, um I doubt all of them signed a document. I'm yeah, just going to say that much. Feels like, you know, a competent filmmaker might do that sort of thing. But with Doug's track record, well, we'll just say I'm not he hasn't done much to instill me with confidence. No. Over these two years. Also, guys, apparently one of the weeks that we didn't record was the two-year anniversary of the show. So, uh, hi, thank you for listening. Whoops. Oops. Uh, <laughs> nothing more true to the spirit of the Doug Zone, I think, than completely failing to notice that fact. Um, yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's fine. We might have a website soon. Who can say? Well, um, we do have a website, actually. You we have a website now, because I the... stopped forgetting to send in the description text. Um, I don't think he's put the description text on there, but the rest of it is done. I can send oh, you wow. it. Yep, please send it me the link. It has a AI-generated uh, description text right now. Oh, hell yes. Let me let me find it. It's something about, like, anarchy. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, as a side note, because um, that's pretty much all all that happens in Swag for the rest of this episode is Swag kidnapped Tacoma and uh, um, goodness, the girl whose name is escaping me. If you go to DougZonePodcast.com. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's go to DougZonePodcast.com. You'll see a very nicely made website. I'm still I'm going to. So it's loading right now. I'm going to be honest, though. I've been imagining like a 90s style, like the background is blue and the text is green sort of website. <laughs> and we'll see if we, oh, no, this is, this looks good, actually. Okay, that's not what it was. Uh, I was made by my boyfriend who was a paid web developer. I know, but in my head, he was like making it look bad, you know? Um, <laughs> he I'll did, uh, I'll send you the first version he made. That the smoky, has dimly lit abyss of counterculture where chaos reigns and societal norms go to die emerges and... A ocuous, irreverent entity known as the Doug Zone Podcast. All right, that rocks. Uh, <laughs> we have merch? Not yet. Okay, excellent, good. I saw that tab on the website and went, oh, wow, I've Not really yet. been out of it lately, huh? Um, Here's uh, what he first made me. Oh, excellent, let's take a look. Oh, it's a video, too. It's a, Oh, hell <laughs> yes. Yes! Um... Oh, this is awesome. Just an uncropped photo of our Twitter <laughs> profile, and it says, we come to the Doug Zone. Yeah, this objectively is better, but oh man, I wish it was still that. Um, <laughs> like a button, you know, like some websites let you like, from a mobile view, you can switch to like the uh, the web browser version. Mm-hmm. We should have that where it's like, go back to the bad website. You can click on it, it just changes your <laughs> view. Um, so that's that for... For Lost in Translation bromance version. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also get like it, we learn a bit about Donnie's backstory. He apparently hates yeah. movies as a concept. Um, I guess. Yeah, and this is a sort of I vaguely remember this from like the various demo reel like videos I've seen, like people talking about it. I don't remember why he hates movies, but like someone's like Donnie, we're not fixing movies, we're ruining them, and he just very somberly goes, Yeah, well maybe they had it coming. Um, which 
Cool. Okay. So Donnie hates movies. We're going to learn more about this soon in the future, I'm sure. I'm um, sure. That's really all that we get for uh, for Demo Reel this episode. That Uncle Joe, Reel. on the other Lost hand, translation. this guy is a rich character. Um, Tell me about him. So his name is Carl Custer. That's his actual name. And I just wanted to share that fact before we got too deep into things. Cause yep. man, shout out to Carl Custer. What a fun name. Uh, he is, uh, this is his description for himself on Facebook is, uh, the geek comedian tackling all things, sci-fi comic books, video games, anime, and all that role. Pl- and then his intro runs out of characters on Hell Facebook. Yeah. Uh, another website describes him as a professional panelist, playwright, puppeteer and podcaster so Fuck a man yes. of many hats um i hope to be all of those things one day amen um <laughs> and i could not find any videos of him using puppets that uh, is very sad I'm admittedly upset. i also didn't look too hard because i didn't want to um that is fair but uh let's see what we got here hang on um yeah, he is just a strange personality. So he is, as he introduces himself in the video as well, a geek-specific stand-up comedian. So Sounds a little niche. Sounds a little niche, and also like a fate worse than death. Um, but he apparently goes to anime conventions and comic cons and does stand-up comedy about, you know, the topics of the convention, which... Imagine having to do a whole set, like, on fucking, I don't even know. Like, Deadpool? Like, I mean, Jesus like, Christ, oh what my a God. grim fate. On, like, uh, Homestuck? Like, what are you ugh. supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, whoa, just it's just so grim. Uh, like, how much research do you think he does into these things before he writes his jokes? Well, the impression that I get is that these are also just, like, his actual interests, and he wanted to right. become a stand-up okay. comedian, but didn't have, you know, the sort of, like... <laughs> Real world Still? experience with people that stand up comedians need to in order to be funny. Yeah. Uh, and so instead he was like, well, what if I just talked about Batman? And also, I mean, man, what a just a rough sell for this guy. He was in that market 10 years before the gold rush happened. And I know. And was like, oh, I actually really read comics as a kid. What? I don't think you did. I don't believe you. I doubt it. There's no way all of you did because comics don't sell that much. Yeah. But uh, neither kind. Comics nor comics. comics. Uh, what a terrible joke. Nick Mullen is coming to a comedy club that is very near to my boyfriend's <laughs> apartment, and I was like, I mean, what you, if? Gotta, <laughs> you gotta go just just for the bit of it all. Um, also just imagining him doing an hour of like stand up comedy about comic books is really funny as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Just letting that one sit in everybody's head. Um, I, uh, anyway, Uncle Yo, I, I just want to read the latest uploads on his YouTube channel. Yes, please. Um, just so we can, because I'm fascinated by this man. I haven't had time to watch these videos, and I don't really want yes. to. But I may. I certainly may. Um, his most recent video posted one month ago, 97 views. Adolescent trauma recovery and Naruto. 
which is apparently a talk that he gave Fuck at an yes. anime convention. Fuck yes. Yeah. Then we have Uncle Yo's Japanese folk theater panel at the same convention. And then three years prior to that, so a slight jump in time, is uh, April pr- Play Readings 3, one act. Nope. Matt is gone. Uncle Yo has kidnapped Matt. This is a sad day. He's back. He's back, folks. He's back. He's back. He's back. My oh, house's Wi-Fi he... is also not very good. It's is just delayed. Back? You're back now. Uh-oh. You're back now. You're good. Okay. Um, Matt is cursed by bad Wi-Fi. Maybe one I day just... he will have decent Wi-Fi, but that day is not today. I really doubt that that day will ever come, frankly. Um, is it just my... like where you live? Kind of. It's also the, like, you know, old routers, right? Like, it's just so many factors are involved, and none, all of them mean that I don't have good Wi-Fi right, ever. Right, right. Um, it's like where I live probably isn't helpful. I have no cell service here ever. Like, in high school, um, whenever the Wi-Fi would cut out, my little Android phone would do a thing where if you had fewer than zero bars, it would just, there would just be like a little like triangle with an exclamation point in it where your bars should be. So like my phone was actively alarmed at the lack of cell coverage it had. Yep. Um, so that's just sort of the place that I live. It's like how phones now just say SOS whenever you don't have. Yeah, exactly. Very similar vibe where my phone would go, ah, this isn't right. Um, see, I think it is just where I live actually is what I'm saying now. Um, probably, but regardless, so yeah, so then we get his Japanese folk theater panel, and I'm not—I don't want to speculate on his ethnicity. He does not look Japanese to me, so interesting. Uh, but yeah, and then he has his April play readings, which were three one acts. So a lot going on with this guy—a man of many hats, like I said. What can we say? Um, what is his? Ooh, hang on. Let's. Oh, hell yes. Hang on. We've got another thing here. Uh, his YouTube description also describes him as a nerd wedding officiant. Fuck yeah. Oh, I know Which, who's officiating my wedding. I was going to say, like, does he, I, I'm not misunderstanding that, right? I could get no. married by Uncle Yo. I think so. I think he I'm, does nerdy weddings. Yep. Well, next time I go on a date, my next girlfriend First date, I'm going to tell her, I'm like, look. There's a non-negotiable. This, I have just an idea for our second date. We can get it an old the next day. It'll be fine. I need you to do something for me, though. Can we get married by Uncle Yo, the nerd <laughs> podcaster, the nerd comedian? Um, does he? Do you think he does stand up at the weddings, too? I uh, hope so. Oh, his comedy can albums are available on Spotify. Uh, oh, Uncle Yo, I'm sure that he has a fire playlist. I'm sure he does. Actually, you know what? Here's the thing. It would be a bad wedding playlist, but if you just made a playlist of, like, anime intros from, like, the three that I've heard, it'd probably be a pretty decent playlist. Just, it would be. Not again, maybe not for a wedding. Be a little, bit, be a little weird to play that as a like wedding. like, the Naruto theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my first dance to A Cruel Angel's Thesis. Uh, and everybody's going, what is, what's happening here? Do either of them speak Japanese? Go, oh, certainly not, no. Oh, no, uh, absolutely not. Um, anyway, so, sorry, I had to, had to share that information. It's possible to get married by Uncle Yo. And his comedy albums are available on Spotify, Amazon, and iTunes. 
So we discussed the possibility of recording the Patreon episode later this week. We might have to do a review of one of Uncle yes. Yo's comedy That's albums. That's what I'm thinking. All right, cool. So we'll I'll examine those and see which one seems the most promising, and I'll deliver yes. an update. Anyway, final Uncle Yo statement that I wanted to do. Well, actually, two things. One, he has a uh, TV Tropes page, which Fuck yeah. is powerful. It also, I'm pretty sure, is entirely written by him. Uh, such as, here's a couple things here. Um, one of the, here are the tropes associated with Uncle Yo. Uh, acceptable targets is one of them, which is apparently just, you know, making fun of people that you're allowed to by society. Uh, and that whole thing, it's just a direct quote from one of his bits. Uh, immediately underneath that, black comedy. And their example for that, some of his routines can get pretty dark. Immediately under that is nice guy. Which I don't think means whatever whoever put this in thinks it means, because their description of it is he's pretty gentlemanly and his podcast has feminist months. Um, the guy who plays uh, the swag guy, um, he went to Juilliard. What the fuck? Hang on. What? <laughs> Where else has he been? Um, he's an executive producer on Stargirl. Okay. Um, but he has many awards, including uh, an award from Yale and two awards from Juilliard. The fuck? I don't... Huh. Okay. I don't know what that means. Steve Harper. (laughs) I mean, I kind of... I kind of feel like it has to be, right? Like... Yeah. That rattled me. Steve Harper went to Juilliard. Covert Affairs he was a writer on. Huh. Tell Me Your Secrets he was a co-producer on. God Friended Me. Hell yeah, producer. Oh, whoa, hang on. We gotta know about God Friended Me. And several Sesame Streets. A man, a renaissance man. A man of many Um, talents. An atheist's life is turned upside down when God adds him as a friend on Facebook. I vaguely remember this. Oh, hell yes. That's like, that's going to be like a pure flicks movie. What was that made by? Who, who's the production CBS. company by knowing? All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. There's been so much alarming information that I've received in the last five minutes. Give me uh, season one. What is the plot to episode one, season one? God gets a Facebook account. Cool. Thank you. All right. Well, hey, look, here's the thing. I do not feel he misled has a podcast. It's an atheist with a podcast, and God oh. friends him on Facebook. Oh, hell yes, dude! I actually, you know what? Hang on. I think that makes sense. That is the modern equivalent of going to the lepers colonies. Is like talking to the atheist podcasters. Like, <laughs> you're that right. Sort of checks out. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway, final Uncle Yo note is um, two years ago on Facebook. He posted some sad news for everybody. Mm. Um, hang on. Now, this he posted this a day after the Capitol Hill riot. Uh, and I don't think it's related, but that is an interesting thing to know. Uh, he just goes, as of next Friday, January 15th, I will be removing my personal and professional pages from Facebook. Game on. Include everyone. Be good. Do good. Sort of but like a sign-off. Aren't you looking at his Facebook page? Yeah, so A, wasn't removed from Facebook. But B, what I really wanted to talk about is uh, his reply to a comment that he gets. Because someone goes, do you have any other platforms we can follow you on? 
And he replies with two words, a full stop after both of them. Twitter, period. Discord, period. He does not share the links to either of those things. Um, and it's just, it's sent in a sort of very ominous way, where it feels like he's, like, irritated that someone has asked him about that. Folks, you know where you can find us. Discord, you know. period. Twitter, Twitter, period. Website, period. Yeah. Just a lot going on there. Um, he seems like he's having kind of a time. Yeah. He's been writing plays. He's been doing various things. You scroll down a little farther and you see an example of some of the jokes that he has told. Um, Tell me one. If every other magazine page has the phrase, I'll never give up, you're either reading Shonen Jump or Smoker's Digest. Fuck yeah. And this joke, I feel, this joke may be a little too high concept for me, I'll admit. (laughs) Because I'm not familiar with Shonen Jump. Me neither. And I love the concept of Smoker's Digest, but I don't think it's Yeah, that's good. I wish it was, because I'd be subscribed. So yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, and uh, someone commented underneath that. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, in November 21st of 2020, he posted, The longer this year goes, the quicker all your Disney princess quizzes become Mad Madam Mim memes. I relate to her so much with an ellipsis afterwards. So that's cool. Look, I love The Sword in the Stone. Great movie. Um <laughs> wild that's just like a post he made um let's see oh here we go what is the pop radio song that you haven't learned to forgive with time it it comes on and your flashbacks force you to say no all caps mines if you're gone by matchbox oh, i guess that wasn't a joke hang on that's, that's just, just a post that's just a post but he posts it with the laughing cry oh no it's just normal smiley faces in the background there um let's see what else have we got there uh no. Okay, hang on. Now he's posting about anime. Trying to find another good joke here. Uh, he hmm. might be all out. He may have a... Maybe his girlfriend is named Cat. I can't tell. Uh, I consider... Oh, hang on. He's posting about DM. Let's see what we've got here. Uh, Fuck yeah. Oh my god, this is a wall of text. We're reading it all. Um, I consider myself a pretty lenient DM when it comes to character creation. I only resist. I only ask that players resist the trope of being the last blank of the blank, and that their PCs be considered, at least by troll standards, delicious. Really don't like that. I don't like that at all. I get what he's Imagine trying to say. Imagine being a player at his table and he's like, "Your character needs to be delicious." And then he pauses because, to be clear, by troll standards, uh, examples of great short PC backstories. Your character. Also, hang on, as a side note, I'd like to note, I'm pretty sure that he wrote all of these. I don't think any of these are people that, like, came up with these, because all of these are, like, second person. So it feels like these are things that he's suggested to other people, which I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm not trying to typecast. He does strike me as the sort of DM to tell you your character's backstory when you come up with a character. Yep. Man, I got to get back into playing D&D. I haven't had a call with the boys in a while. Anyway, your character is heir to the local Caramel Guild. Your character is a half teethling, half ogre from the clan Jawbreaker. I love I think, hang on, these are all going to be. I think these are all just going to be puns candy on candy. Puns? You, rather than draconic or celestial ancestry, your character has butter elemental in their bloodline. That one, returning to Smoker's Digest, 
I... Wait, you've introduced a concept that we just... <laughs> I, I'm not ready to understand the butter elemental as a, as a concept, let alone make either. that a bloodline for a sorcerer. Oh my uh, god, the, bl- the butter element. I know what we're calling this episode. Oh yeah, the butter elemental bloodline, absolutely. <laughs> uh, be a half and halfling. Okay, that one's good. I like half and halfling. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Justify a low con score due to the trait of bacon diet. Well, okay, mm-hmm. he's losing me again. Your character was raised by a monastery that practiced lucid dreaming, kung fu, and self-basting. I I don't like that. I don't know what that's... I, it can't be I, what I think it is. <laughs> it feels like he's trying to make a pun on something, but... All I can think about is I, that can't be it, right? That I just I'm so distressed by the phrase self-based. So Your character's armor is emblazoned with the dwarven rune for juicy. Oh no, these are getting a lot worse. Your character's <laughs> muffin top is topped with sprinkles. Your character wears wreaths of gar. Okay, I'm hoping this one's not going to get sexual. Uh, your character wears wreaths of garlic, scallions, oregano. Herbs du Provence, one tablespoon of dried black peppercorn, and a pinch of salt. That's very specific. It's not even a joke. That's just a list of seasonings. Your character doesn't get sunburned without a healthy egg wash. Your character is escaped and disguised royalty, rejecting her kingdom and her father, the Burger King. And finally, your character is a sentient breakfast sandwich. So. I like that last one, actually. Yeah, that one's good. I like that one because it's not a joke. It's just in. It's not. He's just like, yeah, you, wouldn't that be funny? Uh, okay, wouldn't it be funny on, if it was just a breakfast sandwich? Yeah, I want to find another one of his... Ah, damn it. I want to find another one of his jokes. I uh, read a book recently. It's an extreme horror book. And in one of the scenes, the main character just reads American Psycho right before she goes on her murder spree. Okay, that rules. It was great. It was a fantastic Huge book. Huge fan of Very that. That weird, is awesome. But like, fantastic. Hang on, sorry. Speaking of... um books have we talked about colleen hoover on this podcast before i don't think so yeah are you you're familiar with her conceptually i am i am yeah the book talk writer so i've made fun of her books for a while now i've read samples of some of them they're bad as a side note what has she written uh it ends with us is like her most famous one that's the vibe of them all i'm going to play a little game with you um in which I'm going to read out some Colleen Hoover character names. And I just want you to tell me which one you think I'm making up. Okay. Uh, damn it. Wait, hang on. No, they might ha- they might not. Oh, wait, these are just awards. Sorry, I'm trying to find her works. So I can just scroll. Every single one of these names is just the best name. Um, and damn it. Hang on. I might have to go to her Amazon page. I dropped my sister off at the airport earlier today, and we sat and spent a good 10 minutes in the bookshop reading the back covers of Colleen Hoover books and laughing so hard we could barely stand. I um, love that. Yeah. Side note, love my sister. Awesome. Okay. Um, damn it. These plot receptions are terrible. So I'm going to have to go to Amazon for this. a book called It Starts With Us, too. Yeah, a sequel to It Ends With Us, which I hate. Okay, so we have um, <laughs> Ryle Kincaid. Which is awesome. As a side note, your name should not be an anagram for Kyle Rancid. You can't let that happen. (laughs) Um, um, Let's see. Lily Bloom. Atlas Corrigan. Uh, As a side note, Lily and Ryle in It Starts With Us have a daughter 
uh, named, wait, damn it, what is, what's your daughter's name? I'm trying to find it. Um, Emerson is the name of their daughter. Emerson, okay. Which, come on, man. Um, I got distracted. I forgot I was supposed to give you a fake name. Those are all real names. None I of those figured. are made up. I just. Especially Atlas. Yeah. Atlas Corrigan and his daughter, Emerson. What? Emerson is, it's like the, you know, like the memes that were going around a while back where it was like steak sauce is a beautiful name for a baby girl. Yeah. Like that's the vibe here. It's like, this is my son, Yale. Oh, I came up with one of those earlier, but I don't remember what it was. Ah, say hello to my precious baby boy, Cambridge. And my daughter. One of my friends Brown. was reading a girl's tattoo and she was like, ethereal? Said ethereal. <laughs> um... Hang on, sorry. I'm going to go to her Amazon page real quick, though. Because and so I, just, I told my friend that's having a baby that she should name her daughter Ethereal, and she said no. Oh, I mean, she was wong. She absolutely should, as a side note. Ethereal is a great name. All right, we're looking up Colleen Hoover, because I just love these names. They're just so bad, okay. all of them. Okay. Let me find some. Okay, too late. Here we go. Definitive edition. I'm on Amazon now. I'm just scrolling through here. Um, Give me these character names. Sloane is the name of her main character. Uh, and she's caught up with the alluring Asa Jackson, who is a drug dealer. Uh, and DEA agent Carter. Okay, those ones are all fairly normal. Asa um, Jackson's a little wild. Okay. Sloan, strange name for Bea a woman. Bea Grimm. Oh, hell yes. Let's go to... I found list. just a list of all of them. Oh, good, good, please. Fallon O'Neill. <laughs> okay. Kel Cohen. All right. Good. Lowen Ashley, but Ashley That's the one I was like thinking the of. L-E-I-G-H. How about Leeds Gabriel or Lakin Cohen? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who names their child Lakin? Yeah, who names their child Ryle? None of these names are real. Nova Ashley. Like Ridge Lawson. <laughs> A character just named Six. Yeah, see, like, I'm sorry. All of these are names that would get you made fun of in Utah. Verity like, like, Crawford. Oh, no, so Verity Crawford. Actually, I know this one because her novel Verity was one of the ones on display. Verity Crawford is the wife of oh. Jeremy Crawford. Oh. Um, and Verity Crawford is a novelist. But, unfortunately, hidden throughout the manuscripts, of Jeff, a woman just shows up at her house. I don't remember why. I think she's working as, like, an assistant or something. She's trying to help finish her unpublished novels. As she's going through her notes in her, like, private study area, she finds an apparently fully complete autobiography, uh, which she never intended to publish, in which she confesses to some terrible things. And our main character apparently is tempted to show this autobiography to Jeremy Crawford so that he will fall out of love with Verity and then in love with her. And that's just what the back cover said. Holy shit. They're just... Guys... This is the worst Why are thing you about reading this these books? It's the worst thing about these things. It's the same as Twilight. It's the same as Fifty Shades of Grey. Every time I see a bunch of people making fun of these sorts of authors, I want to say – every part of me wants to go, you know what? I bet they're actually not bad. And it's just that, you know, like we as a society like Look to make fun of things – That teenage yeah, girls like. We like to make fun of the things that young women like because objectively as a society we do, right? Like, I mean, that's just true. Unfortunately – these things are all also bad. None of these yeah. are good. Like Twilight's bad, Fifty Shades of Grey, 
Admittedly, my maybe that was fantastic. He's going to hate me for saying this. My boyfriend fucking loves Twilight, the first movie. No, hang on. First movie is incredible. I'm talking about the books. The first He's movie is read fantastic. all of the books, but that's beside the point. He loves the first movie. The first movie is fantastic. A while back, I was talking to someone about the baseball scene from that movie. It's so good. I did expose myself because I it can't, I realized that she had never seen it. So, so I just looked Twilight baseball scene on YouTube. I typed in TW and Twilight baseball scene came up fully. I was able to play that one off. I clicked on it before she noticed. Unfortunately, I then clicked on th- the top result and it started halfway through, revealing <laughs> that I had been watching this on my own previously at least once. That uh, baseball scene Hard is only defend. rivaled by the sleepaway camp baseball scene. <laughs> Which has two separate time skips in it. Yeah. Oh, man. Sleepaway Camp. What an insane... You guys watched that in the Discord, didn't you? Yeah. Um, man. I'm sad that I missed that one, but also objectively an insane choice for a Discord movie night. It's a great <laughs> movie. Like, if you want something that was, like, made with an $80 budget, like, go for it. Oh, yeah. But, man. Eat shit and live is a great line. Happens Banger in the baseball line. scene. Anyway, all this is to say, Colleen Hoover, what are you doing? What just, are you doing? Just stop. Look up like I, a random name generator and use that. Yeah, somehow you're going to get better names than the Ryle Verity. Kincaid. Yeah, Verity Crawford. Emerson, the daughter Six. of Atlas Corrigan. Don't do this. Why are you doing this to us, Colleen? Stop Colleen. it. Colleen, you're better than this. Like, I'm sorry. Every single one of these names is a they, them ass name. Like It is. And I hate to admit it. I hate to be the one to call this. No hate to the they, thems and their silly names. But also, sometimes they do be choosing silly names. Just putting they that do. one out there. So. Well, the problem is, is that it's adults with, like, trendy baby names. And you're just yeah. like, ha- hmm. This shouldn't be like, happening. If yeah. you're changing your name, go back to the year you were born. Look at the top 100 names. Choose something off that. Yeah, well, and then the other problem is that uh, the other time, like, you have, like, the adults who are choosing, like, currently trendy names. The other issue is that you have, like, 14-year-olds choosing their names. Yes. And that has nothing to do with them being non-binary. It's just the fact that every 14-year-old on Earth is the lamest person. They're like, I want to be named Blade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get get people who are named, like, Blade or Shadow, unironically, and you're like, your identity is valid. You're neither a boy nor a girl. stupid. But you are the lamest person I have ever met. Like, please don't do this. (laughs) Uh, you're valid. I understand. You're valid. You're just lame. Yeah, you're valid. You do suck, though. Like, please. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So, shout out to Colleen Hoover and her exclusively non-binary book characters. Um, I'm canonically, they're all non-binary to me. Yeah, I've decided it. Death of the author. Um, also, I wish that she would... Well, hang on. Who knows? Uh, but... No, but no. as I said, in, yeah, hang on, we made it so far. We've been so well behaved. We're entering yeah. a new era, folks. It's year three of the Doug Zone. What a dark thought. Um, I'm going to be holding the microphone the whole time that we record now, and maybe I won't threaten to kill people. But as I said in the Discord last night, art is dead, and I wish I was too. And that's how I felt while we were looking through Colleen Hoover's things here. I'm sorry, still scrolling through the Facebook. I want to find another good Uncle Yo quote to take us to out end on. Us on. That'd be that'd be good. That'd be good. Hmm. Wait, hang on. Let's see. Is this a? Nope. That's God damn it. Um. So many of these things look like they're gonna be jokes, but they're. It's just that he types weirdly. Like he formats all of these things weird. 
Um, damn. Well, okay, maybe we're not going to have an Uncle Yo banger to take us That's out. That's okay. But listeners, let us know if you've interacted with Uncle Yo before. Let us know if he officiated your wedding, perhaps. Um, if he did, we will have you on the show. We not will your abso- choice. We will have you. Yeah, guys, listener offer. And this author, this offer is a threat. You're going to be on the Doug Zone. You might not yep. know it. You will be on yep. the Doug Zone if you were yes, married you by Uncle Yo. Put us in touch. If you know someone who's married by Uncle Yo, please send us their information. Send us their home address. These people must be studied for science. I mm-hmm. cannot stress this enough. Yep. Just a fast. I wonder how many people married by Uncle Yo are still together. All of them. Yeah, honestly, actually, you know what? I'm going to bet probably <laughs> most of them. Yeah. If you get along well enough that you guys can agree that Uncle Yo, the geek comedian, is going to officiate your wedding, you were probably perfect for each other. That or you were like that one furry. Did you see? This was a couple weeks ago now in the Discord. Someone sent that like Twitter thread about the two furry artists who got divorced. Oh, um, my God. Oh, yeah. No, that was insane. Um, very much like the, uh, you know, the Norm, uh, the Norm McDonald. I think everybody involved in the story should die. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can send you the thread because it's a dark read. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Anyway. Yeah, so I can ruin your night. Uh, sorry, we're spinning our wheels here. I will be reading it to my friends as I dye my friend's hair red. You need to show them the art as well. I will. She includes furry art of all of the different characters involved. Hell yes. My personal favorite might, there's uh, several very good drawings. My personal favorite might be the one of him on his knees outside a bedroom while three tails sit atop a bed. Who can say what's going on at that point in their life? Um... That's no but, good. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's oh boy, it's rough. It is a rough read all around. Anyway, listeners, you know where to find us: Twitter, Discord, also DougZonePodcast.com. Now, hell yeah! Shout out to Jillian's web designer boyfriend. Um, uh, what's our? Oh right, we don't have one anymore. Jesus Christ, it's been a while.